Welcome to Tag Me, a social media podcast. We'll be connecting with your favorite people and brands on social media to share their tips and best practices with you. My name is Audrey, and in this episode, we'll be learning how to create a brand ambassador program and other social media tips from Ilona Selena, the founder of Root Marketing, specializing in social media and influencer marketing. If you're interested in her social media tips, stay tuned. Ilona's handle is linked for you in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's learn a thing or two about social media and brand ambassador programs from Ilona. Let's welcome Ilona to the Tag Me podcast. All right, so I am super excited to have you on here. You and I have crossed paths so many times for gifting, for events. So for people who don't know you, share a little bit about what you do and how it relates to the social space. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, My name is Ilona, Ilona Selena. I'm the founder of Root Marketing. Uh, Root Marketing has been around for a little over a year, but I come from an agency background. I've worked at um, Be Social in LA. And um, how my work relates to Tag Me um, is that we are specialized in social media marketing and influencer marketing, uh, specifically for luxury lifestyle brands. And we help female founders and small businesses navigate the world of digital marketing. So I'm really excited to have you on here to share all your knowledge with us. And we're actually going to focus on ambassador programs. I know a lot of you have probably seen them on Instagram or other social media platforms. So Alana is going to share with us what they are, how to create them, how to measure their success and all that good stuff. So let's dive right in. Let's start with what is an ambassador program? Yeah, so an ambassador program is part of influencer marketing. Um, And as many know, influencer marketing nowadays has become uh, quite transactional. Brands are reaching out to influencers um, for a paid or organic post, um, you know, in exchange for gifting or in exchange for a fee. Um, They're promoting your your products and and talking about your products on social. Um, An ambassador program takes it one step further. So Um, instead of uh, doing a one-off post, you're working with an influencer on a um, longer period of time. They're posting several times about you. And it's really just more about the relationship that you're building with that influencer um, instead of just working on a one-off basis. Does every brand need one? Or at what point is it good for a brand to integrate one into their social program? I think it's important for all brands to establish an ambassador program, whether you're small or big. Um, It will just depend on where you are at in your brand um, journey. However, um, I do think that uh, brand ambassador programs are more effective if you've been around for a little bit and you're able to kind of um, gauge what influencers are already organically talking about you because you those are the people that you want to be attracting and and working um, to, uh, working with because they're already showing some sort of love attention to your brand and that's going to come across in their content. That's really really important, especially if you're trying to create um, you know an authentic story on social about your products. Yeah, I love that you touched on knowing which influencers naturally integrate and mention the brand. So, are there any other apps besides? the social media apps themselves and looking at notifications that you can use to see who's talking about your brand, who's mentioned your brand, who's tagged it all in one place? Or do you really just lean on each social media platform itself to see what's going on? 
Yeah, I mean, you can easily find that information just by going on, um, you know, your tagged posts. There's a ton of different apps out there, um, starting with Iconosquare, um, People Map, um, a ton more that I'm sure, you know, you could easily find just by Googling it that are going to be able to listen in on who's mentioning your brand, who's um, using your hashtag um, and what's being said about your products online. But typically it's just, it's really easy to just go on Instagram, go on TikTok, YouTube, you know, search for your brand name, look at your tag posts and kind of figure out um, who's been talking about your brand. Yeah, I think that's really important too in just every step of your digital marketing, like when you're trying to figure out influencer marketing or paid posts or all this good stuff to know who already is talking about your brand. So back to ambassador programs, what is the first step in creating one? So the first step, um, as you would with any other marketing initiative, is define your goals and your KPIs for the program. Um, You know, really try to get as specific as possible because you can't, um, you know, no no marketing campaign is going to be successful. You're trying to hit every single KPI out there. Um, but some examples would be, you know, whether you're focusing on driving sales at the moment, whether you want to be growing your overall brand awareness, um, maybe you're promoting an individual product launch, you're trying to increase your website traffic, maybe you're just trying to um, acquire more UGC um, and more content around your brand. So whatever that goal is, make sure you're very clear on that. That would be step one. I love that you mentioned some of the KPIs. And I want to kind of dive into a little bit the differences for people who may not know. So say, for example, your target was to increase sales or your KPI is to have more UGC. How would those differ a little bit? Yeah. So that's something that you can define in the content brief that you later on share with your influencer. Um, Let's take driving sales, for example, or um, increasing website traffic. So um, typically what, you know, would work well is um, tagging on an affiliate program to this, um, maybe some sort of discount code or anything that is traceable. Um, And that will actually encourage the influencer's audience to go on your website and use that that code, that discount code, um, or engage with another platform outside of social. So all of that needs to be defined in the brief um, and incur and you need to encourage the influencer to keep mentioning that in their, you know, in their captions, whether if it's a video post, um, you know, they need to be talking about it. So just making sure that the communication is aligned there across um, across all um, posts. Got it. And so when a brand decides, okay, we've done the first step, we know what our KPIs are, and we know all, all of our goals in doing this ambassador program, what type of budget do they need? And what does it look like when it's paid versus organic? Yeah, so I think that's, uh, you know, obviously the influencer um, landscape has shifted a little bit Um, in this past year, as we've seen, um, a lot of budgets have um, decreased. um, And I think influencers um, have been able to adjust um, their fees as well. So it really, it really depends. And it's, it's going to be on a case by case basis. But this is really where the fun, I think, starts as you try to kind of navigate the space and determine what influencer is going to work for you. And as I mentioned before, um, you know, starting with those influencers that are already showing love for your brand, reaching out to them, um, requesting their media kits, requesting their rates. And once you have kind of like an overview of that, you'll be able to get a better idea of, you know, what your spending might be for the next few months. But what 
you know, another thing that I wanted to add to that is that ambassador programs are great um, because, you know, you have to kind of think of them as economies of scale, right? So if you're working with an influencer for three to six months, um, it's both good for the brand and the influencer because you have that security, you have that relationship and you're locking in, um, you know, a set fee in the beginning. Um, and if the influencer grows over time, um, let's say, you know, they're at 100,000 followers in the beginning and they grow to 150,000 um, towards the end of your partnership and you're still paying that same flat fee, you know, you're getting a discount. Um, so I think overall it's it's definitely, you know, if you're doing a paid ambassador program, um, it is a great investment long term. What do you think about some brands adding on a percentage of sales for the influencers? Definitely. I mean, it's something that's going to be another thing that's going to be on a case by case basis. Some influencers don't particularly love doing that. Others do. Um, It really depends um, what both both parties are comfortable with. Um, I think it's a great um, way to partner with influencers, especially for brands, because it gives influencers an incentive to, you know, actually um, create amazing content, um, pay attention to, to how they communicate all the brand messaging and to focus on the same goal that the brand has, which in this case, you know, would be to drive sales. Right. So in your experience in creating these programs for brands, what have you noticed is key to really getting an influencer on board? Yeah, I think it's, you know, again, um, it's an influencer that's going to already love your brand. Um, It's an influencer that's going to align with, um, you know, your brand vision, that's going to understand uh, what your core values, what your value proposition as a brand is, um, and someone that's going to be able to to kind of showcase that in an authentic way. Um, An important thing to consider when, you know, picking these influencers for your brand ambassador program um, is making sure that the brand fully trusts them. So I think a mistake that um, a lot of brands typically do, and this is, you know, across the board, not just within brand um, ambassador programs, but just with any influencer partnership, um, they lay out way too many guidelines. Um, There's way too many content approvals um, and just a lot of, you know, kind of nitpicking. And that takes away from the beauty of, of influencer marketing, this like digital word of mouth marketing um, that we know works. So um, yeah, just keeping that in mind, making sure you pick someone that you fully trust, where you can kind of give them an initial brief, uh, perhaps update them on a monthly basis of what's currently happening within your, you know, within your marketing, um, just so the influencer is touching on that. So let's say, you know, we're working together October through December, October, you'll probably want them talking about Um, You know, if you're a clothing brand about um, sweaters or, you know, getting cozy for the winter in November, you're talking about Black Friday deals in December, you're talking about gifting ideas. So just giving them a little bit of guidance, but um, being able to fully trust them. So I think that's a key element in, in picking those influencers. Yeah, I think that's really important. I've always been a big believer in giving influencers and talent in general when you're a brand and you're working with them, just a freedom to create, you know, and really leaning into them and trusting them with with the content that you vetted and that you really sought them out for in the beginning. So I think that's really important. So you and I actually talked about this topic before and you mentioned the importance of exclusivity. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so um, exclusivity is obviously important when you're, you know, when you're working with influencers on um, a brand ambassador level. 
Um, you don't want to be working with someone that's working with another brand within your space um, because that's just gets confusing for um, for their audience um, and really just takes away from from the ambassador program. So when you're when you're drafting the brief and the agreements between these influencers, make sure that they're not supporting multiple brands at the same time of the same category. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think that you know. If you're a smaller brand, and that's something that I always have to be conscious of because those are the the brands that we typically serve, um, and you're working with smaller budgets, um, it's okay to to create uh, an ambassador program that's um, you know that's uh, revolves around non dedicated posts as well. I feel like you know dedicated posts do get more expensive. So you know if you're looking to create an ambassador program and you don't necessarily have those budgets for a dedicated post, um, consider non dedicated as well. Where um, almost you know the product almost fits in more seamlessly that way um, into the influencer's content. So when you're creating these programs, is it important to pick influencers that are on? the major social channels or can you pick influencers that are successful on each platform here and there, but they're not on all of them across the board? Yeah, great question. Um, I think that it's important to pick influencers that are strong on the platform where your brand is strongest as well. Um, So typically brands nowadays um, have the biggest presence on Instagram. Um, TikTok is slowly picking up in that space. Some are bigger on YouTube. But I think start with a platform that you're strongest at. Um, and then make sure that the influencers that you pick um, are also, you know, also have a pre- they don't need to be um, huge on every single platform, but it's great for you if they have a presence on YouTube, blogs, TikTok, um, just so you can get mentioned across all those different platforms and have different touch points for their audience where, where you're heard. Yeah. So with ambassador program also comes, you know, monthly requirements, whether it's stories or swipe ups or posts to feed, what is too much for one person to be posting about a brand where it just seems very salesy? I mean, we all know people are, you know, posting stuff about brands and sometimes they're getting paid, sometimes they're not. But when is it too much? Yeah, um, I think that entirely depends um, on what your product is, because some products fit into someone's everyday life and you can be using it every single day. You can be posting it every single day, um, you know, from hair tools to maybe it's coffee, whatever you're using on a daily basis. If it fits in organically, you just have to think up, think back and, and relate it to your own life. Like, would you use something every single day? Would you naturally post about it every single day? If yes, great. But I haven't, you know, personally haven't seen any ambassador programs where an influencer is required to post every day. Um, but I think, um, you know, a good benchmark, something uh, to to kind of aim for is, is one post per week, I would say, um, is a good sweet spot. And whether that's across stories, a post, um, a video, whatever it may be, I think it's important to kind of give, um, like we said before, the influencer creative freedom to kind of pick where, where and how they're going to share about your brand. So let's get into the good stuff. How do you measure performance of an ambassador program? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's something that uh, you're going to have to be tracking very carefully. And if you're a smaller brand uh, working with fewer influencers, you're able to do that on a on just a simple spreadsheet. Um, however, if you are building a bigger ambassador program, 
um, I do advise to to look for softwares that are going to help you track that performance. But it's, you know, it's as simple as measuring, um, you know, f- like before we were talking about driving sales um, and we're incorporating a discount code, um, you're going to be, you know, you're going to want to track how often that code's being used per month. You're going to want to track um, how many click-throughs um, that ambassador has had per month. Um, obviously, you know, things like likes, comments, shares, saves, um, and all of this information, you know, you can request from the influencer on a monthly basis and make sure you're tracking all of those impressions on the back end. Um, and also, once you've worked with that influencer for a few months and you're working with a few at the same time, um, I, you know, after a certain amount of time, you'll be able to kind of tell who's performing best and, and who's not. So that's also the beauty of ambassador programs is that you have more data to work with um, rather than, you know, working with someone on a one-off post. During your ambassadorship, if you mm-hmm. notice that talent no longer aligns with your brand yeah. or, you know, they're not performing yeah. well, what does it look like when you no longer move forward with them with your ambassador yeah. program? I I believe, honestly, honesty is the best policy in this case. And, you know, whatever your concern is, I think just expressing that um, will be beneficial for for both parties. Because if it's something like, you know, quality of their content or maybe they're not delivering on, um, you know, on the the content that you were kind of expecting or they're just simply not performing, I think um, it's best to just be completely transparent with with the influencer, obviously, in a, in a nice, you know, friendly way. Uh, you don't want to be rude. Um, but just, you know, letting them know that this is what's happening on the back end. And unfortunately, it seems like, you know, their product, your product is not resonating with their audience. And that's okay. Um, you know, that kind of opens up more doors for that influencer to go out and look for brands that, you know, where their products might resonate with their audience more. So you kind of don't want to waste anyone's time there. So I think just just being honest. Yeah, honesty is usually always the best policy. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of timeline, you mentioned three to six months before. Would you say that's a good sweet spot for an ambassador program? I believe so. Yeah, there's a lot of ambassador programs that, um, you know, go on for a year, uh, maybe even more. Um, but I think after three, three to six months, you kind of get a good, a good sense of how the partnership is working for you, both for the influencer and the brand. And, and like we mentioned, whether it's resonating with their audience, and that kind of gives you more of an understanding of, of how to move forward. So I think starting with three, um, aiming for six. And then if everything goes well, that can be extended for another six. Amazing. So you also mentioned softwares to measure this. I'm going to jump back a little bit I'm all mm-hmm. over the place today. So <laughs> it, are there any softwares that you lean on to measure ambassador programs? Um, I typically, I still love working off of spreadsheets. Our ambassador programs are not too big to require softwares at the moment, but um, some good ones are um, Tribe Dynamics. Um, I'll have to get back to you on on the rest, but Tribe Dynamics is the one that's kind of standing out right now. Um, also, uh, Four Card. Um, have you uh-huh. heard of Four before? Yeah. So they've. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're completely championing brand ambassador programs right now. So they're they're just a great platform to um, to reach out to if you're a brand looking to you know, looking to do a big um, ambassador program. 
Yeah. Actually, if you're an influencer too, wanting to work with brands, whether it's an ambassador program to pitch yourself or any other capacity, I believe you can sign into Forecard and they will give you a mini breakdown of all your stats. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So it can help you create that initial media kit. Um, Okay. My last question for you. Are there any brands Mm -hmm. in your perspective that just kill it with ambassador programs and they just do such a great job? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit biased because I've worked on a couple of ambassador programs, especially when um, working at Be Social. But one I think that was killing it when I back when I was working at Be Social was T3 Micro. So they're they do hair tools um, and they've just, um, you know, always knocking it out of the park with their brand um, brand ambassador events. Um, perks and just the content has been amazing. I still see it on on social all the time. Um, so I think they're really killing it. Isn't it an incredible feeling when you've worked with the brand and you helped pioneer their gifting or their ambassador programs? And over the years, you just see their success skyrocket. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. Like that's what you know. For me, when someone asks me to find success, that's it. When I see something that I've worked on, um, you know on social, on, you know, online, in a press release, whatever. I'm like, yes, this is, yeah. i this. <laughs> yeah, especially when I first started out. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but you probably can. I remember a lot of brands didn't have big budgets to work with talent. A lot mm-hmm. of it was purely gifting. And that was back in the day when everything was still like the wild, wild west and people were trying yeah. to figure out, you know, what their <laughs> rates were, how to work with brands. And then now a lot of these brands have huge budget budgets to work mm-hmm. with all kinds of talent and pay them for whatever content or posts they need to. So it's really cool to see the growth of brands you work with over time. Yeah, the space has really evolved. And and I love seeing that. I, I also started in this space back when people didn't know what influencer marketing was, we couldn't put a name on it. And now it's this huge industry. So it's really exciting to see. So if somebody wants to build an ambassador program, they don't have a social team they work with and they want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? And are you taking on new clients? Absolutely. Yes, we are. Um, So definitely reach out if you're looking to um, host an ambassador program and you can reach me at um, Root Marketing. So whether that's online or through my email, but you can find us on Instagram. It's at root.marketing. I'll plug in all the links in the episode notes, and I'll even put a little link to your email address, which you can share with me after our episode. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. Um, Is there anything else you want to go over related to ambassador programs or social or anything cool you're working on that you'd like for us to know about so we can support? Yeah, maybe one thing that I wanted to add, actually, um, that's about brand ambassadorships and just the value of it. Um, is the fact that it plays on the seven touch points of marketing. And I don't know if you've, you've heard about that before, but um, for someone to really to want to buy a product, um, this is actually scientifically proven, there need to be seven different touch points for um, your, you know, your audience to go out and actually buy that product. So, you know, if you're working with an influencer on a um, one-off basis, you leave very little chance for them to actually want to go out and buy your product. Whereas, you know, if you're if you're working with the influencer on a longer term uh, basis and they're mentioning your brand over and over and over again, you know, your chances just skyrocket 
um, because the audience is constantly reminded of your product. They constantly see it. They're constantly reassured that that's something that they want and need to have. So yeah, brand brand ambassador programs are awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. My nerd brain loves stats and scientifically proven whatever. So that was really cool. And there's no doubt in my mind that that is 100% accurate because we do live in a world where we are stimulated nonstop, whether it's just organically or paid ads or just our own personal stuff or us just looking on social platforms in general. And it's just like an overload of information, brands and products. So I think the more you see one thing specifically over the course of one person's social channel, it yeah. really helps align with credibility and for you Absolutely. to trust that person and that brand. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on Tag Me Podcast. And be sure to check the episode notes. I'm going to link her website, her email, her Instagram, all that good stuff. So if you want to get in contact with Alana, you can. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tag Me. If you enjoyed it, give us a shout out on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast. Let us know what you learned from the episode. Make sure to subscribe so you're always up to date on Tag Me episodes. If you have feedback on the podcast, guest suggestions, including topics, or you want to be a guest, visit us on Instagram at Tag Me Podcast and click the email button or slide in our DM. This podcast is for you, so please let us know how we can improve. We look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you on social. Don't forget to tag me.